0: This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And this is the show where we keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. Now, today's show is brought to you by Ecamm. If you'd like to go live on your Mac, and if you'd like to do that, and you would like to have like an awesome lower third, uh, multiple cameras, incredible overlays, then you need to go to uh, Ecamm and go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. If you can dream up your live show, Ecamm can make it happen Make sure to check that out, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ECAM. That's E-C-A-M-M. And I mentioned in the pre-show, I am very excited to have my friend back on the show with me. Grace Duffy is back with us. Grace, you've got a new job and, and, and a whole new thing. Tell us what is going on with you.
2: Yes, I uh, well, I've been producing and developing the show with Jeff behind the scenes. And so I've been doing this behind the scenes. But I actually am the new virtual events manager at Restream, where I oversee our involvement in industry events, both big and small. And I also look after our uh, live shows on the Restream channels hosted by a phenomenal lineup of hosts and influencers in the live streaming industry. So Jeff and I get asked a lot, you know, we produce, we host, we've been guests on a number of shows and most of them stream to multiple platforms and people often wonder why or how, or is it magic? Is it a myth? Is it a mystery? No, it's Restream. So I actually um, um, yeah, I work for them, of course, so I'm very excited to talk about them. They are a browser-based live streaming platform that lets users go wherever your audience is. So that is multiple destinations, up to 30 de- uh, online destinations, in fact. And you can check us out. Our show right now, like Jeff was saying, is on YouTube, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, which is just one or three of the 30 plus destinations right. and we're actually going to amazon live using a technology called rtmp and it has restream has everything you need to be successful to live stream right now from your browser and you can find out more about it at socialmedianewslive.com slash restream again that's socialmedianewslive dot com slash restream but we are joined here today by an extra special person jeff who do we have here
0: okay well i'm very excited to have uh my friend rob balise but i can never say your are right did i say that right Rob Balasabas.
2: see I put you it in say the it really fast you,
0: and then it just kind of it works i know you spelled it out for me but i still you know this <laughs> it's just hard so but i'm so excited to have it. rob with us it. Yeah, that's right. You say it enough times, you'll eventually get some parts of the syllables right. Um, We're gonna be talking about what you need to know about creating YouTube shorts, upcoming YouTube monetization opportunities, and growing a community on and off uh youtube which rob does phenomenally well and if you don't know who rob is he is the partnership manager at TubeBuddy by day and a video content creator by night and rob helps content creators create and market content by sharing strategies tools and best practices across all platforms and we you see him on facebook instagram linkedin all over the place and we are so excited to have him on the show today rob welcome to the show my friend
1: Thank you. Yeah, glad, glad to be here. Love the show. And uh, yeah, just honored to be here. So excited to be talking about all the topics here. These are some of my favorite topics. So uh, super, super pumped.
0: Cool. So for people who don't know, tell us what is TubeBuddy?
1: Yeah, what is TubeBuddy? So TubeBuddy is a YouTube software, it's a a mobile plugin, it's a browser plugin, there's a mobile app and there's over 80 different tools to make your life easier on YouTube. We've got I think now over 6 million channels that have installed TubeBuddy to their YouTube channel and we're just enjoying building the community and serving the creators that are on YouTube and that's what TubeBuddy is.
0: Awesome, awesome.
2: So tell us what you do as a partnership manager. Like, what is the day in the life, Rob?
1: Yeah, the day in the life is always a little bit different. But my main roles here, my main duties here is to manage our affiliate program. So we've got an amazing, you know, group of affiliate partners. And so managing the day-to-day, helping them with resources, helping them with things to grow their revenue on our affiliate program, also building a community with their affiliate partners. That's a big, that's a big thing for us. You know, we don't want to be just a transactional affiliate program. We wanna make sure that we are uh, building a community with our affiliate partners. So that's a big part of what I do here at TubeBuddy. Um, doing collaborations like these, these are also uh, a big part of what I do and I also enjoy. And I also host a show, a live show called The Creator's Corner here at TubeBuddy. So that's, um, yeah, those are some of the things. And then in between there's you know marketing. I'm part of the marketing team. So uh, there's always marketing strategies behind the scenes that I'm working on as
2: well. That's awesome.
0: Before we get onto our first section, uh, Rob, I want to, um, yeah. just, I want to bring up some of our comments. So, uh, Ian goes, "Is yeah. Jeff's podcasting machine, steam powered. No, it's runs on diesel Ian. So there you go. But, um, <laughs> uh, Terry goes, and this is a big shout out to Grace. She goes, just wow. Three amazing, Aww. wonderful people. Grace Duffy is a hey. fabulous lady. She is wonderful Aww. job doing a wonderful job at restream. Thank you for putting this together for all of us. Well, Terry, thank you so much. He is a big deal over on LinkedIn and he's watching here on Facebook with us, but thank you so much terry and uh, ian goes restream is transcode so there we go i don't that must be nice. a, a, a british word I'm, I'm not really sure what that means but um lots of people coming in carlos says i streamed to 30 locations for a massive celebrity concert concert restream was essential that's awesome to hear carlos nice. and, i love hearing um, that so and he, had, he was making fun of me of pronouncing your name wrong. And he goes, I worked so hard at saying Rob's name that I ended up calling him Bob, which is worse. Like worse. <laughs> anyway, so funny stuff there. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you yeah. guys supporting us and your great comments during the show today. But we're going to go ahead and start talking about this first segment about YouTube shorts rolls out to U.S. So, Grace, tell us what in the world has been happening in the news about this YouTube shorts.
2: Absolutely. So YouTube's roll, YouTube shorts rolled out to the US this past week. And when we say YouTube shorts, we're referring to the new 92nd or under vertical video format introduced last September. And it has drawn early comparisons to TikTok. Gee, I wonder why, right? <laughs> uh, it's been in beta for a while, but many people have had access to it in its beta form. One of those people is actually Rob Balasabas here, who uh, is going to talk to us all about. About it. Uh, this past week, shorts became available in the US, so more people are now getting into it. And that's when people are started saying, What is this? How can I use it? Just to give you some background, it initially gained momentum in India where it was being tested. And uh, according to YouTube, more than 3.5 billion billion daily views globally on this new impressive new format and that's an impressive number considering it's only officially been available to Indian creators and then some beta testers for now but where can we see shorts where can we find them Rob tell us where because I don't see them very much on the desktop I know they're on mobile but where do you see them
1: yeah you see them on yeah so you see them you can upload them like right now everything you know they're rolling out youtube shorts and so what they mean by that is an actual feature on your your mobile app your mobile youtube app to upload a shorts now even if you don't have this feature on your channel you can still upload youtube shorts people have been you know, doing that for a while now uh, in in the U.S., like all over the world. And there's a couple things that you just need to do, but it's essentially the same upload process as the rest of your other videos on your channel. So all you need to do is upload a vertical video. Normally videos are like this, right? The way that you're seeing now on Facebook, but now you've got to upload a vertical video similar to TikTok, similar to Instagram stories in that format and then upload vertical videos It's actually 60 seconds or less. Some people are actually making them 59 seconds just to be sure that they get picked up by uh, YouTube as a short. And then in the title, you need to add hashtag shorts. And then that will make sure that it gets into, it gets recognized by YouTube as a YouTube short.
2: So how important is it to have a title and description? Because I know that when you upload Mm. a regular video, like the description is key. Right. You want to get that SEO perfect. What's the what's the what's the story here with with shorts?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's like a really polarizing question if you ask different people. I feel, you know, I still feel that that is important because eventually you still want your, you know, you still, still want these videos to be found in search. You still want the, these videos to be, they're going to be living on your channel. Now, initially, the main thing here is you want to get the, the biggest opportunity to get views for your shorts is on the short shelf. So what that means is mm-hmm. that basically if you're on the mobile app, there is a section once you're scrolling on the YouTube app um, for YouTube shorts, and you want your videos to get into sort of that highway of views similar to TikTok when you're just scrolling through and that's how Mm -hmm. a lot of creators that are uploading shorts are uploading shorts. And then usually in about a day or two, all of a sudden there's a big spike in views. It's usually because that means that, you know, that short video got into the YouTube shelf. YouTube short shelf. So in that sense, you know, the title is somewhat important, but also the content itself is much more important. It needs to be really quick, entertaining, like short cuts, I would say, so that people are watching it. So as far as like engagement and everything, that's probably the most important thing. And then long term, the title, the description, the tags, those will all play a factor in sort of like getting more views in the long term.
0: Very interesting. So my pal Ian asked the question, because we're talking about a little bit about strategy and how that works. And he was like, do we need to have 10,000 subscribers? And so that was a question I have. You know, how are views counted with shorts? How does that really work together? I mean, is this because I, I was reading some of the things in the article, like some people I was confused on. Does it count towards like your 4000 know, hours you need to have to get advertising money and all that kind of stuff? So can you kind of break that down a little bit?
1: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you don't need 10,000 subscribers to do YouTube shorts the way that I explained. Yeah, you can just upload a video now. Um, again, 60 seconds or less, vertical video. And uh, as long as you use hashtag, hashtag shorts in the title, then it's good to go. So it'll be considered as a YouTube short. Now, those videos, if they are found, on your channel. So if they're found by like somebody going to your channel and then going through and seeing the, the YouTube shorts, um, then that will count towards monetization. If you're trying to get into the partnership program, you need 1,000 subscribers and you need those 4,000 um, watch hours over the last two Twelve months, right? So those YouTube shorts, if they're found, if people click on the YouTube short from your channel, then it will count towards that uh, four thousand hour uh, watch time requirement. If it's found on this on the shelf on the YouTube shelf, then it won't count. That's something to consider. That's something to consider for sure. But yeah, it won't count towards monetization.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
2: So I have a I have another polarizing question for you because yes. I ask all the tough <laughs> questions, right? right. So some advice that I have been hearing from other creators as I was researching this segment, should YouTubers create a new separate channel dedicated just for their shorts? Now, I know there's some Mm. big creators out there who have created their own channels just for their shorts uh, for branding purposes, and it has just completely blown up. But is there any value in growing a separate shorts channel when you're growing this other major channel? What's 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 your thinking on that?
1: Yeah, I would, say, I would say if you have a really big channel, one channel that comes to mind is uh, there's Jessica Hatch. She's an mm-hmm. awesome creator. She's got a channel called Gone with the Snow Dogs and she's got like over a million subscribers, I think, on her main channel. And then on her, she created a separate channel for just her shorts, just because she didn't want to mess around with the main channel already, right? I mean, that's 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 something that, you know, you need to test for your channel, but like the main channel is very established. People know the content, the length of, you know, the videos to expect there. So I totally understand that she created a separate channel for Shorts. Now her Shorts channel, I think last I checked, it was like over 50,000 subscribers already, but right. it's grown really fast, right? Of course, she's got a big channel to sort of like push people into the shorts content. If you're a newer channel, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too hesitant to just put it on the same same channel. So like your regular content and then sprinkle in the shorts sort of in between your regular uploads. So for example, if you're uploading once a week and you're doing a live stream like this or maybe a tutorial video or a vlog, then you can upload, um, you know, shorts in between uh, your regular uploads, and then create like teasers or a trailer almost. Or if you're doing a tutorial, like let's say you're doing you're a video uh, editing tutorial channel, then create like a little sizzle reel of the end product of the the edit that you just did, like a transition that you just created, and then say like, hey, if you want to learn the step by step on how I just did this awesome transition, then go watch the tutorial. It's in the description or it's in the first comment. Right, so a lot of people are using it in different ways to promote other long-form videos um, on
2: their
0: channel. Awesome,
2: that's a good tip. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. So, bef-
0: I, I wanted to, you know, kind of talk about how creators can streamline their process for creating sorts. And you were in, before we went live, you were showing us kind of your some behind the scenes. You want to have me pull up your screen, and you kind of maybe can walk through sure. some of that yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I would love to show yeah. this uh, this for some people. Let me go here to Rob. There you go. Up. Oh.
1: Sure. Yeah. So can you guys see my screen? There you go. There you go. It's Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So a lot of people will say like, Hey, can I still edit my videos? Yes. So I use Camtasia for editing. The only thing you need to do. So you'll see that my, my canvas here is, you know, just, you know, sort of like vertical for Camtasia. For example, like I, it's really simple. All I go, all I do is go to project settings. And then I change the dimension here. It's, it might be a little small, but you'll see the dimensions. I changed it to 1080 by 1920 and just flip that around mm. on, the, on the actual canvas. And, the, and you can do that similar to on Final Cut or any other video editing tool that you're using. And then you can just go and you know for example this video is uh 33 seconds long right so you know we want to keep it really short also play around with the length a lot of people are saying like you know try 15 seconds try 30 seconds try 45 seconds you know it's all it's all an experiment so test out different lengths as well the other thing i wanted to show you guys is that so this is my personal channel and you can see that there's no playlist here for shorts, right? You can see all the different playlists. There's no playlist here for shorts, but inside of when I click on customize the channel, so up here, customize channel right there, Mm -hmm. that takes me to uh, this where I can kind of mess, like, you know, edit the layout and I can add a section, add section, Actually, let's see if I can still. Actually, I, I think I've added all the sections, but <laughs> what you can do is you can add a section that is shorts videos, oh, right? Okay. Right here. And so if I hover over sort of this question mark, this I here, it says this section is only visible in the YouTube app. And uh, so what this means is that nobody actually sees my shorts videos playlist unless I want them to. I can make a custom playlist, but this particular shorts video playlist that YouTube puts together doesn't show on my desktop. It only shows when people go to my channel through the YouTube app, uh, which makes sense because then they can go through and just scroll through all my YouTube shorts really quickly. And then, and then again, just a really quick example. This is one of my YouTube shorts, go into details. All you need to do, like I said, is on the, in the title, just put in the YouTube, put in shorts, hashtag shorts, and gotcha. then that, will do, that will do the trick right there.
0: And, and you mentioned beforehand that you noticed that there was like, you know, in your graph of when things were starting to be watched that it would yeah. take a little bit before it would it take off. And then you saw a little bump later. So can you just kind of walk through that a little
1: bit? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is, This is one of my shorts, my more recent shorts. And you can see here that this is the the view graph. Mm -hmm. And this is very typical, like seeing a lot of creators in different groups and communities. This is very typical of what happens to YouTube shorts. So it's the the blue line here is for this particular video. So right around about a day and nine hours, Mm -hmm. it went from like really flat line. And then it just kind of went up like this. So this is the point right here where it, ent- it got put into the YouTube short shelf, and then there's a big spike in views. And then after about a, day, a few days or so, it then kind of flatlines because it gets taken off the shelf. And then this is where I mean where this is something you need to strategize for and plan for is that now you need to make sure that, you know, that video is optimized so it can get found in search and all those things on your channel.
0: Mm, awesome. Well, thanks, Rob, for showing us that. That's that's really yeah, cool because yeah. uh, I think that's uh, really helpful for us newbies on trying to understand <laughs> sh- short. I mean, YouTube nah. is hard enough to understand anyway, but, uh, you know, shorts is a whole nother thing. So here's a question. I know uh, these, are, you know, I'm a grimy little m- marketer and I'm thinking of stuff. You know. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on repurposing your TikTok and Reels content for shorts? Are there issues with doing that? Do you recommend it? Is it a good idea to repurpose that kind of stuff? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's any issues. I've seen people do that on on YouTube Shorts. I know that on Instagram, I think. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys probably know a little bit better, but I know on Instagram, I think Instagram Reels is kind of cracking down on right. uh, any TikTok uh, repurposed, you know, with the watermark mm-hmm. um, and kind of limiting the the reach on those. But as far as YouTube Shorts, I don't see that happening yet. It might be. It might be. But I mean, I understand. There's a lot of. I mean, this is the whole reason why YouTube Shorts is. You know, YouTube is so bullish on shorts is because they are really essentially t- trying to take on, you know, TikTok, um, which is, which, which I understand, like it's a battle that they really can't lose, right? They don't want right. to lose that attention for that next generation for that short form video. So that's why they're really pushing shorts and kind of giving some boost on shorts videos and things like that when people do upload them. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so I, it's just, it's interesting. I know we're going to talk a little bit about monetization. It's an interesting battle to kind of watch and, you know, see, because a lot of TikTok creators are migrating and and creating on YouTube shorts, just because YouTube does have a bit of a better infrastructure when it comes to monetization and YouTube AdSense and all those things. So yeah, so it's interesting, but yeah, I don't see any, any negatives to, uh, you know, TikTok videos being repurposed on shorts quite yet.
0: So so I have a follow-up question before Grace moves on to the next one. To me, it's like, okay, YouTube, you know, one of the things is, is the strategy is like you want to have as a much time viewed that helps. The more people will watch your content, the better off you are. And you've heard a long time, longer content kind of works. You want to keep those eyeballs yep. on YouTube. Yep. Shorts are almost the opposite. I mean, it's like, it's so quick, you know, and it's, it seems like it's almost a culture shift from YouTube and the creators, you know, they were creating kind of long form content where you wanted it really mm-hmm. sticky where people would sit there and, and have those eyeballs on your content and shorts is like the opposite of that. It feels like, you know what I'm saying? So is that a thing yeah. that YouTube is trying, is struggling against or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like we learned, um, we were looking at a lot of data, like we have a lot of channels, obviously that have connected, you know, their content, uh, their channels and and things to, to buddy. And we were looking at a lot of data and, and it tells us that YouTube, like viewers on YouTube, like short content and long content. It's like really weird, right? It sounds (laughs) really weird, but, (laughs) but they like, you know, we found that like two minutes or less videos, two minutes or less tend to do really well. And then there's kind of a bit of a slope and kind of a a bowl, you know, like a dip Mm -hmm. um, between two minutes and 10 minutes. And then around 10 minutes, 15 minutes and more, there's another sort of spike in views and retention. So yes so i think uh, this is why i think a lot of creators that i mentioned you know that are doing shorts or even just like short form content um meaning like shorter videos and then they have their longer form videos they do fairly well you know they take a lot of their longer form interviews or tutorials and then they tend to break them up into shorter clips for example so so yeah so i think there's a lot of creators out there that are still trying to figure this out where the shorts fit? Does it fit on a different channel? Does it fit on my channel? Do I do it once in a while? There's a lot of newer channels, even last year, that, that just like they created their channels mid last year, and they've just blown up. And all they're doing are shorts. One one example that comes like I always use is this guy named Rishi Draws. And it's the guy that just draws on his tablet, and it's just all shorts. And I think he, he started his channel a while ago, but he only started uploading... Like last summer, like mid last year, and I think now he's almost at four hundred thousand subscribers. You know, wow. so it's interesting. Wow. It's really interesting how people are using shorts. But but yeah, people like short content and long content. But like some somewhere in between there, it's not so it's not so right. hot, which gotcha. is really interesting. Yeah,
0: That's, that is interesting. Yeah, very cool. Yeah.
2: So Shorts is is new and fairly unproven. You know, you work for TubeBuddy. I work mm-hmm. for Restream. We're deep in the video, right? But other uh, yes. businesses, other types of businesses that may not, where video isn't their main, it's really just part of their marketing funnel. Do you think it's worth their time and attention to, pay, to, you know, to produce these Shorts? What is the value of doing Shorts if, let's say that you're not necessarily a video creator, but you're a brand using YouTube to promote your own things. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is it is very unproven. Like right now we're seeing a lot of, there's a lot of factors why, you know, people are getting views on shorts. So I would say if you're a newer business, if you're just trying to get into using YouTube as, a, as, a, as another uh, view source or traffic source for your landing pages and things like that, I think shorts is a little bit, shorts in my opinion is more of an awareness piece of content. Like just if you, Mm -hmm. if you start consuming and you, you know, as if you're watching this and you're looking to do shorts, go into your YouTube app and just consume and just watch some shorts and kind of look at your own behavior. Do you tend to actually click on the links? If you're on TikTok, you're not really pausing unless you're liking, right? Like you're, you like, but then you're going to continue scrolling through. So, you know, with, with YouTube shorts, it's not really like a place to do like a pitch, like, you know, like, Hey guys, I'm going to show you three ways to, you know, do this cool thing. And by the way, this is part of a longer course or a full course, click on the link down below. Like, it's like, you're not going to be able to get people to take big action like that. They're just scrolling through. Now, that doesn't mean to say that that doesn't contribute to long, longer term success on your channel, because now they've, if they watch an entire shorts or like most of the short, uh, like a short video on your channel, then when they come back to YouTube, You know, YouTube may then serve them some of your other videos, some of your other long form videos, because like YouTube's like, hey, you watched one of Rob's shorts, maybe you'll be interested in some of his other videos, right? Because YouTube is in the game of trying to get people to watch more videos, right? So then in that case, like they may not subscribe while they're watching, they may not click while they're watching your shorts, but when they come back they'll like, hey, I remember Rob, you made that like really funny video or like that really cool teaser video. And then now I'm seeing his other videos kind of populate on my homepage when I go to YouTube again. And then they may watch some of my other videos. And then that's where then the calls to action, they may actually click on some of the links and things like that. So find the place for you, consume some of the shorts on YouTube, and then see how your behavior is. And then that's probably going to be close to what you know the, the the viewers that are going to be watching your shorts as well, and then don't try to sell. Like again, people are doing shorts. Think of TikTok. It's kind of like an entertainment sort of thing. You know, they're scrolling through on their break, and they're just scrolling through. So you know, make them really fun, quick punching like videos, and uh, just be satisfied that like they, they'll like the main call to action might be to just like the video, right? Because mm. that's easy. Because that's yeah. still there. Like there's a like button when they're scrolling through. And their thumb is right there like it's an it's an easy (laughs) ask like hey make sure you like the video and then just sort of like sort of assume that that's what that might be the 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 workflow and then they'll you know Mm -hmm. hopefully come around and then maybe check out your channel or like see more more of your videos later
2: on so no that's a good tip
0: so but i want to ask this question because i had mentioned and even scott Ayers had had chimed in on this because i'm like hey yeah, i want to you know really concentrate on youtube this year is one of my goals so Mm -hmm. if you have a new channel would you suggest that they, because I want to know if, you know, will it help make your content more discoverable, your other content would, if you're starting a new channel and you're getting started on YouTube, would you say try out shorts or would you say no concentrate on, on being consistent and making a video each week. And then if you have a time to add a short, so what are your thoughts on, cause I mean, some people are saying use shorts now because it's, you'll, it'll never be this uh, wild West kind of gold rush kind of thing ever again. So you need to do it now. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So if you're just starting out, if I was just starting out right now, I would still focus on long form, like a full on regular YouTube video, because that's going to be evergreen. Shorts might be really good right now, who knows where it goes. But not to say that you don't use shorts. So like, if I focus first with like, this is the same thing with repurposing content, right? I would create the, the full length content first. So like the five minute video tutorial videos. If I again, if I was starting over fresh right now, those short tutorial videos, And then let's say it's like, hey, three tips. Hey, guys, I got three tips to get more viewers on your live stream show. Then that's my five-minute tutorial. Then... Again, I've already created the full thing. Now I can just take like one or two of those tips and then make them into shorts while I'm editing. And it's it's not that much more time consuming. Again, given if I do have time, then I will create the shorts. So mm. to me, it would be secondary, like shorts would be a secondary thing. But if I start with the full length tutorial, then I know that that's gonna be searchable. That's gonna be, you know, because looking at the data, the shorts content does give you a spike in views and then it kind of flatlines. Whereas like, I know that like my full length like videos, because they are just that that format, they continue to just get views, you know, like months down the road. I would start with the full length tutorials or the full length vlogs, the full length videos, and then if I have time, like take the shorts out and make one or two shorts in between my uploads.
0: Awesome. That's amazing. And so I wanted to bring up the incredible doc rocks comment and he goes, okay, marketing people always looking for the ROI. (laughs) Think of shorts (laughs) as top of mind juice. It's all a little brand reminder to your tribe. So thanks doc for that. That's a, that's a great point. So. Very, very. That is a
2: good reminder. So YouTube actually launched a shorts report for creators. So if you're interested in learning more about shorts, learning more techniques, learning more tips directly from YouTube, this is a new resource for you. You can go to YouTube help and search YouTube shorts report. So there isn't quite a, there isn't a short shelf in the help section, but if you go in and they do this bi-weekly. So the first one launched at the beginning of February, I checked in and there was one that was published. published on uh, Tuesday, so March 2nd. Uh, So again, they're always full of product updates, video inspiration, content creation tips, things you can do. They're very quick. They're they're actually a short format newsletter. Mm -hmm. So check that out if you're interested in finding out more about shorts.
0: Very cool. And this next segment is very interesting. YouTube announces a new applause feature that allows users to pay creators directly on YouTube. It's inspired uh, by the success of Super Chat and Super Stickers for live streams. And they've been testing a new applause feature that allows fans to support, to show their support for their favorite YouTube channels. Now, the Super Chat and Super Stickers, that was for live stream only. Well, this new feature, this applause feature, unlocks new monetization opportunities for creators who are uploading, you know, like their pre-made edited content. So it's currently being tested and will be rolled out Mm broadly broadly to creators later this year so what i wanted to know rob is that do you know and i've seen people do a lot of my friends are doing it like luria and i know some some other people do you know anyone making like a decent youtube living from super chat and super stickers
1: man decent youtube living i mean yeah you know depends on depends on what that level of uh, revenue needs to be for everyone but i i would say like yeah a lot of live streamers do for sure like there's a lot of live streamers that i've seen i know the like nick Niman, for example every mm-hmm. saturday he's doing like a live stream marathon like consistently for years and you know he gets a ton of love on the super chats for sure you know i think i think there are there's a lot of gamers that do them really well a lot of yeah so so there it's a handful it's for a lot of people, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of like just a way to think they're create like their favorite creators when they show up, but there's a lot of creators that do make a decent revenue stream out of it for sure.
0: Awesome.
2: So do you know what kind of cut YouTube takes with is expected to take with applause because I know that with uh, super chats and with super stickers there's a little bit of a percentage. I mean, I still think yeah. a majority of it does go to the creators, but has there yeah. been any word on what the percentage is here?
1: I'm not. sure. Yeah, I haven't heard. Like I know with uh, Super Chat and and everything else that YouTube has, as far as like it's it's monetization, it's about thirty percent. So I'm assuming it's going to be about the same. It's it's mm-hmm. it's sort of in line with that. That's kind of my assumption, um, just to keep things simple for for creators and for YouTube. Um, so so yeah, I would think I would think it's about thirty percent.
0: And if I did, I don't know if we said this or not, but it's like two bucks for, to get an applause is what the, I thought the thing is. And so you can spend what, like $500 a day on super chat and applause. Yeah. What, somebody's got some money if they want to do that. I'm telling you. So that's interesting. Oh, yeah. So yeah, live video is very exciting and, spont- and spontaneous, you know, really, um, spontaneous i can't even say the word now spontaneous. spontaneous see i mess up rob's yes. name and i can't say spontaneous it's just the way it is it, it goes downhill after that so um about that being when people are going live it's it's you know you're in the moment do you think this will really translate to you know uploaded videos i mean are you expecting to see people give you applause like on your ones that you're doing a tutorial on or something like that what are your thoughts
1: You know, you you may. Like if you, like right now, this is already happening. Like people are using Patreon or they're using buymeacoffee.com or co.fi or coffee. There's already, you know, third-party tools that do this, which is I think why YouTube is sort of like just making it available for them and keep the, you know, keep the money inside of YouTube, right? So um, I think so. There's always like, even in my own tutorials, like people have reached out and say like, hey, do you have like something? Like, is there a way for me to thank you for, you know, for like helping me set this up through a tutorial that you just created? So yeah, I think, I think there's going to be a good chunk of people that are going to be supporting their creators this way. Cause I think in general, like, you know, people, people like a lot of people like free content and free training, but you know, there's a, there's a bit of us as humans that are like, oh man, like I feel like indebted to like, how do I like pay you back so that we're square you know so right, right. I think I, I think I think there's there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be excited about this it's going to be interesting to kind of see you know the formats of videos people are going to be asking people like how do you promote the applause thing you know like so it'll be interesting how creators are going to be kind of working that organically into their scripts into their videos into their videos but yeah I think people are going to be supporting the creators this way
0: very cool yeah,
2: yeah. 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 It'd be funny. Like, subscribe and applause, please.
0: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So, so in this uh, announcement, YouTube did announce to other, uh, um, tools coming down the pipeline for creators. So, I will run through them real quick. So, the company is also rolling out uh automation for its chapters features. So, this allows you YouTube, to YouTubers, excuse me, to segment their videos and enter a time code for each section. But this is something that we can already do manually. It's something that we used to do on our videos, right, Rob? Is this something that
1: Yeah. We had I mean, Yeah, yeah, codes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. then you the other one is chapters and timestamps.
2: Yeah, which is very helpful for people like me that will go to YouTube and need one answer to one thing. And I'm like, I love your 10 minute videos, right? Uh, People out there. But like sometimes I just need to know how to install that thing right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, (laughs) so and then on the monetization front, uh, YouTube is currently looking to integrate more e-commerce options. This is something we talked to with Luria Petrucci uh, in the show in January. We discussed that YouTube is testing ways for people to discover and directly purchase items, products within Mm -hmm. a stream is this something that I know this was they were just testing it but is this something that you've seen in the wild Rob I haven't seen I haven't
1: seen the shopping yet I I, obviously chapters is already available manually so it'll be cool to see what Mm -hmm. YouTube is going to do how they're going to roll that out as an automated thing so we'll see how that Mm -hmm. goes but yeah yeah as far as like the online shopping on YouTube that makes a lot of sense to me but I haven't seen it out in the wild yet um seen yeah. on other platforms. Um, but I think it's, it's coming this way. Like we're on Amazon live right now. Right. Yep. A lot of, a lot of people are, a lot of people are just, this is how they shop. Like they shop through their, you know, favorite creators and favorite, you know, channels and personalities on, on social. So yeah, it makes sense that, you know, YouTube is going to be doing this again, like with all of these things, you know, there's a lot of things that YouTube is, is doing as far as monetization, whatever the platform is, I think, you know, the, the creator, the whole like topic of creator economy um, is, is like a real thing now. You know, there's a lot of creators, there's a lot of people, just everyday people like you and me that are making a living on on video, on social and creating videos. And, you know, the, the platforms recognize this, the brands recognize this, right? Um, you know, as brands, you can't really like your options for advertising. Like if you have an advertising budget, um, your options for that is is like really dwindling down. Like it's like I can't. People are not watching TV anymore. They're just watching Netflix and Amazon and uh, you know YouTube. So they're not on cable. So I can't do TV ads, right. right? People are skipping ads. Like they're skipping ads altogether. Like on YouTube, you can you can get a subscription so that you don't have to watch ads. They have ad blockers and all these things. So it's like where can I get my Like, I'm a new company. Where can I get my, you know, my coffee beans so that people can like I can't even pay for ads anymore. So now you have to approach creators because that's who people are watching. And so you have to integrate with creators. And so, you know, all of these platforms, YouTube, Twitter, like Facebook, LinkedIn, they have to like think ways of how can they help creators to monetize so then they create on my platform not on other platforms right and so this is something youtube recognizes and so they're just adding like okay people are buying creators coffee on third party platforms so let's just make an applause you know feature right uh, we can already take people's money so let's just add this one feature it's the same thing as super chats but it's for recorded videos so it's it's cool to see and i'm i'm glad like you know TubeBuddy, buddy were very like we're very pro pro for creators getting paid. And that's how creators get paid. Then they create better better content. And then the, the audience enjoys better content. So it, it all works.
0: Awesome. So we got some comments I want to bring up before we go to our next yeah. section. One of the questions from a brand goes, Will you have to have 10K subs to use Applause? And do you know the answer to that one, Rob?
1: I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I yeah. haven't heard yet.
0: Okay. And then the incredible Doc Rock says, Jeff, I buy you an applesauce just for the beard game. Wait, it's applause. Ah, ha, ha. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, Doc Rock. <laughs> um, and he also says uh, YouTube's cut is worth it because imagine having to pay for the bandwidth and storage for all your videos. Yes. yeah, Very, very true. Yeah, It is true. And we were talking about the... Uh, the being able to, you know, kind of segment your videos. He goes, uh, when you save a video from your editor, it has an option to save chapter markers. Hopefully they will simply read that. I put mine in and always have it, it will be a time saver. So I think that's really cool. So. Anyway, by the way, if you guys are wondering how we are doing the magic of what we're doing right now, we are using an awesome tool called Ecamm. They are a sponsor of the show. Uh, we'd love for you guys to go check them out at newslive.com forward slash Ecamm. let you do, you know, all these cool overlays and have guests on and all sorts of cool things. And another piece of the magic that makes it happen is from Restream which Grace is uh, a big fan of and that allows us to multi to stream to over thirty different platforms you know like we're going to YouTube LinkedIn Facebook uh, Amazon live and so very very cool stuff so make sure you check those people out as well at social forward slash restream so now I want to talk a little bit more about Rob because uh, he has some uh, some very cool things that I wanted to pull up that he does. We're gonna talk about creating community on and off YouTube. And Rob hosts a private Facebook group called the Content Marketers Cafe and it's got 1.9 thousand members and he does this he posts high engagement videos he does events testing setups and equipment and i and grace and i both have gone in there and like there's not a question that probably doesn't get unanswered so rob we're we are in awe of you but we we want to know how you do it yeah go ahead grace
2: i will say that i will say that being in the group too not only does Does a single question not go unanswered, but everyone is super, super supportive, no matter who you are, what you're doing, what company you work for, everyone is always working together. So Rob, I want to know how you've nurtured this incredible, positive community of creators. Can you tell us how this group began, like how you started it, and then also along that journey, how you've grown it to today? Because it's just such a, it's such an amazing place. And that is hard to accomplish oh, yeah, with a Facebook really group.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, you know, that this whole group was, um, it started as a Facebook chat group. Uh, when I was still at Thinkific, like almost two, like over two years ago, I started this because we started doing collaborations and I was like, okay, how do I keep in touch with all the different you know, amazing people that I'm doing collaborations with and podcast interviews and swapping content with? And I'm like, okay, let me put it into like this. Let me just add everybody to a chat group. And then maybe like, they all want to meet each other. I'm sure. Cause they all have shows and they all have content and maybe they can get into each other's shows and just build a little community on Facebook chat. And so I started it like, it was like a late night idea. I started, I added like 20 or 30 people into the chat, bad idea. And then I went to sleep. I felt I like a couple of people messaged, like, hey, this is cool, this is awesome. And then, uh, you know, fell asleep. The next morning, there's like over 200 messages. And then people are like, this needs to be a Facebook group. And so that was it. And then, so I, I created a Facebook group uh, really just to keep in touch with all of these friends of mine and um you know it just kind of started growing people would invite other people uh kind of became a thing where people would ask questions um and and yeah it was just good like right now it's just kind of growing on itself and it's it's not a thing where, like, I do talk about TubeBuddy there. Of course, that's just you know where I work. But it's not something where it's like, hey guys, we've got a paid training. You guys want to join? You know, like, right. there's no paid <laughs> thing happening inside of the group. It's just literally like I see Doc in there. I see you guys in there. Yeah. You know, we're just asking yeah. questions and like, hey, I'm doing this. Does anybody know like how I set up my teleprompter? Like, you know, so yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's just it's just a fun. it's community especially right now during lockdown it's like really helped me stay sane with social like the social side of life yeah uh like just to see other people this way yeah
0: of course none of us really have worn pants in a year but other than that i mean we Uh, this is how we do our social stuff um, so i want to know i want to know uh, rob is like it appears like you have 30 admins and moderators which Seems like a lot to anyone who hasn't, man, you know, manage a Facebook group. So, how do you manage your team? I mean, that's the, the other. I, I have backed away about because I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with the nightmare of it. But you have got it down. It looks like.
1: Yeah, no, they're I, they're just admins. Um, the reason they're admins is because they want. They're like, hey, you guys should like stream. If you guys are going to stream, why don't you just stream in the group? You know, there's some people there that could learn from your show, from your content. So I haven't like it's not, there's no, there's no, uh, required like duties as an admin or anything. It's not like, Hey, make sure you, you know, keep everything clean. We don't even really police the group too much just because, you know, just, you know, when people want to join the group, just take a look at their profile. So like a lot of the, you know, filtering and policing is sort of, you know, nipped in the bud, like before people join and kind of identify some like spammers and things like that. Right. So, uh, so yeah, there's very little, you know, I guess like work wise, it's just literally, just jump in and, oh cool there's some posts and people have already answered each other's questions so um yeah it's it's great it's great it's it, it's just a fun like i said it's just it you know it's not a place where we're doing we're doing promotion or anything like it's like literally just yeah. a place to help each other out and and kind of be you know social
0: very cool.
2: Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think the key here is that it was a group that you created. And so I think you you attract what you give out, right? And so of course yeah. you are such a generous and positive and amazing person. So of course you bring that you that that radiates out and it comes back in right but what advice do you have for someone that is not rob balasavis who would like to create their own facebook group and i'm not going to say they don't have the same love and light because perhaps they do but just generally yeah. across the board what advice would you have if someone were to start their own group or community yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be on facebook yeah. a community like this
1: yeah 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 so i would say like have a have your goal in mind like what is your goal like what is your group for you know if hey if, if your group is a pop-up group for uh, a course you're running i mean that's much respect like there there's definitely a place for that um you know but if your group you know have a have a have a thing like what is your group about, right? Make sure that you identify what that is. Like, hey, this group is for creators looking to create better content and you know uh, build a, a revenue around their content. So, like, okay, cool. Like. I can, I can like line up with that. So make sure that you understand what your group is about. Um, you need to show up, like, you know, building a community, whether it's on Facebook or Slack or Discord, or, you know, uh, Circle, like there's all these other cool, like uh, platforms for communities, you need to show up. So understand that you need to show up for the like the first little while, like you need to be the person, you need to be the host of that group. So everybody that comes in, you're connecting with them, you're you're, you're engaging with them, you're understanding what their, their you know, their goals are, what their business is about. Um, So then when other members come in, just like if you have people at your house, you know, a bunch of strangers, you're hosting a dinner party, you know, you need to understand what, okay, Dave, cool, I see what Dave's about. Okay, cool, Dave, you know, you should meet, you know, Ryan over here. I think you guys, and then let them connect and then you can step away and then meet other people you know so you need to be a connector when you're doing these groups um and so you need to show up you need to you know not be promotional right people can smell that a mile away like <laughs> hey i've got a facebook group yeah it's a facebook group but it's really like an email list disguised <laughs> as a facebook group right. you know so you gotta be you gotta be really careful that you're not promotional or else people will just be like oh this is just another like facebook you know uh another like promotional kind of group and then the last thing is right. you need to protect that group. So you need to be, you know, as, the, as a person, as the host, the owner of that group, you need to protect that space. So if there's people that are spamming, um, you know, if there's people that are, you know, not being nice, you know, you need to like either kick them out of the group or have a conversation. So you need, mm-hmm. you do need to be the sort of the bad cop um, if, if needed. So you need to protect that group, um, that it is a, a safe place to ask questions and, and have opinions. So I think that that's probably, the, you know, a good foundation for starting a community.
0: So I have a that's kind of a two-part follow-up question because Eric Fisher my pal is the he does the Beyond the To-Do List podcast all about productivity. He I know he wanted me to ask this question. So we see you not only you know on Facebook, you're everywhere and on YouTube and you you know you're active, insightful, and engaged on Instagram and Twitter and one, how do you how do you manage your time because I think that's, you know, time managed is a big thing. And the second part would be like have have your community building and your efforts even though you're not you even mentioned don't be promotional and but have that does that helps you grow your YouTube presence just by having that group as well?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I would say so like not directly subscribers, probably yes, but more just accountability and and sort of like Hey, this, this is okay. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, Hey, this video really flopped. Like, you know, and <laughs> right. then people are like, Hey, that's fine. That's all good. You know, so, you know, people that will catch you when you kind of have a bad day. So I, I think in, in that sense, yeah, in different ways, yeah, it definitely has helped me grow and, and, um, just be more, uh, sustained, like sustain the YouTube journey, you know, the YouTube journey can be a little bit, you know, lonely, or like, if you're just doing this by yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, right now everybody's working from home, but like, if you're not plugged into some type of community then can be really hard. And it's really easy to just like, ah, forget it. Like, you know, this platform doesn't work for me. YouTube's really no good. Like LinkedIn doesn't work, you know, because there's nobody to bounce off and just tell you like, Hey, that's normal. Like this is, you know, it's not always going to be, you know, a viral video, you know, or like, it's not always going to click. So I think having a community, no matter what it is online is, is very important. So find one to be a part of. So Uh, One of the things I've really learned is that there's different types of communities. So there's the communities where, you know, people you're serving. So people that are, let's say, subscribers to your channel. So that's one community where you are the the smartest person in the room, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also a community that's really important, which I'm part of with you guys. I consider you is like your peers. So people that can like speak into like that are smarter than you and say like, Hey, Rob, you kind of got to go, you kind of zig, you're going to zag here, but you got to zig, right? So I think that's really important. So make sure that you identify the types of communities that you're in. You know, if you're the smartest person in that room, and you're like, Well, I can't learn from anything here then you need to find yourself sort of maybe a different circle or a different community. So make sure that you're teaching other people, which is really important. But then they're also like continuing to learn and you have some mentors along the way or like, you know, virtual mentors. They don't know it yet, but they're your mentors. So, um, yeah, so have both sides where you're learning, but then you're also teaching. So that's different types of communities.
0: Do you have like a Facebook group? day or afternoon where you, you know, like, that's where you're going to focus. Cause I'm like, I, cause I see you do all this content I see you in all these groups and you're, you're active and, and all that stuff. Do you segment your time? Like I'm going to go and do Facebook today. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to, this is my YouTube creation day. Is that how you kind of batch your stuff out?
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of like it's a lot of time blocking uh, on the calendar. So yeah. uh, okay, well, let's do Facebook like in the morning before you get started with work, and right. uh, let's you know let's schedule a couple posts for the rest of the week, um, and then that's it, you know. And and then as far as like YouTube, that's usually I usually do that after, like I usually do, like late afternoon. Um, and again, batch recording, and you know, you kind of have like after a little while, you kind of have your own flow. So I'll do recording one night, and then I'll like edit it the following night. And then and then upload it at the same time so um, again using you know some of the t- like tube buddy to schedule you know all of those uploads mm-hmm. and um from to go from unlisted to to public um, so yeah a lot of a lot of scheduling and a lot of time blocking um or else you know you never sleep never rest right, right. <laughs> never never <laughs> see the family so um so yeah so yeah just uh, just a lot of that
0: very cool well I want to before we wrap up I want to bring up some comments because it's really some really good ones from Doc He says uh, Rob is a true gentleman that adds to the group culture he also says iron sharpens iron if you're frantic your group will be frantic if you're calm and organized your group will be too and Pat goes yes these are great tips for groups on Facebook thank you very much Uh, she goes yes I have to use time blocking for social media I manage social company for the company I work for so yeah she probably has to and then uh, DJ Jay uh, strict says I'm also in Rob's group and I really enjoy the info. So you got a bunch of fans yep. out there. So Rob, I, I want to okay. know, we've, we've, we've told people they can go to the, the content marketers cafe, but where else can we find out more about Rob and all his places online?
1: Yeah. Um, Instagram, LinkedIn, those are the best places and uh, feel free to connect, send me a message, send me uh, any questions I can help with. Um, yeah. Always happy to help. So yeah, Instagram and, uh, and LinkedIn.
0: And I also want big... to yes, check, awesome. check, check out TubeBuddy. Yes, TubeBuddy is awesome.
2: Check out TubeBuddy.
0: Yeah, you, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I use it, so it's it's very very cool. I mean, I I needed to use it more, but it's it's an incredible program. But Grace, where can we find out about you now and your new adventures over on Restream?
2: You can find me over at the Restream YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Page. You can also find me personally on LinkedIn. I've been upping my LinkedIn game and paying more attention there. And I get distracted very easily (laughs) by social media. So I need to incorporate some time blocking, but uh, that's where you can find me. Oh, and, and in Rob's group. I hang out there too.
0: Yes. And as always, thank you guys so much for being a part of the show today. Uh, our next show is on Friday, March 12th at 11 a.m., 10 a.m. Central. And you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. And I also want to do a big shout out for our sponsors. Um, we could not do the show without them. And by supporting them, you support us. So make sure you check out uh, Agora Pulse, who Rob even had their hat on in some of his uh, this, this shows he was showing earlier. Yep. And uh, they're a great company to help us schedule and actually monitor comments even after a live video is really great also my pals over on uh, at ECAM, make sure you go visit them and also restream as well so go to social media forward slash restream and thank you guys for and thank you for our sponsors and we will see you next time bye everybody social media, social media news live